0: Hi there, and welcome to the Engage Customer Podcast. Our mantra is that organisations need to be where their customers are, cutting across internal silos and taking a more holistic view, delivering a consistent service across all channels, offline, online, social, and mobile. For over a decade, we've helped some of the world's biggest brands engage with their target customers on a deeply emotional level with industry-leading conferences and online digital media. To find out more, visit EngageCustomer.com.
1: In this episode, we sat down with Barbara Bitondo, Knowledge Management Officer at the World Bank Group. Barbara is a senior specialist who leads strategic transformational corporate initiatives and global knowledge-sharing experiences in partnership with learning, communication, information management, and human resource teams at the World Bank Group. She has been recognised for designing scalable experiences that expedite tactical knowledge transfer and combine emerging and existing technology in new ways. Barbara is passionate about connecting and engaging diverse groups, matching needs with know-how and values elegant and impactful solutions with measurable results. We speak to Barbara about what it's like to work at World Bank and more about recent projects and future plans. From your experience and background, how do you typically you know, say, this is what I think knowledge is about, management's about, this is how I describe it and frame it and put it into an organisational context. What's your what's your elevator pitch for that and how do you help me understand what it's all about?
0: So, sure. KM means something different to practically every part, practitioner. And um, I'm a knowledge person, but really I'm a communications and marketing professional who's working in the knowledge and learning space. Right. So... Um, When I think of knowledge management, I think of it as the term for an interdisciplinary process of creating, using, sharing, and maintaining an organization's information and knowledge. So in my work of developing strategic transformational corporate initiatives and implementing global knowledge sharing experiences, I'm always drawing on this kind of multifaceted strategy. And for me, um, knowledge management is about making the best use of organisational knowledge, assets, to achieve business
1: objectives.
0: And that's just really the bottom line.
1: Yeah, that makes really good sense. I buy that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's absolutely right. Um, is knowledge management um, as a thing still valid? Because, you know, we live... It's an axiom to say that we live in a world full of information. You know, it's axiomatic that we live in a digital world... You know, we can just generate knowledge, find it wherever and however. Um, and in many respects, it's, it's ever-disposable. Um, you know, I do a lot of presentations and I've noticed my increasing paranoia if my source is more than a week old, almost, you know. And you go, God, am I really going to quote something from 2017 as a source of authority? And you think, how how awful is that, that it's you know, no more than three years old and it's potentially out of date? So... Is the notion of knowledge management sort of, you know, a historic way of approaching a topic that has been superseded by technology and a whole new just-in-time way of consumption? Um, So I hope you'll
0: ask me at some point some of my favourite knowledge management tools, but I want to talk about digitization first. Um,
1: Yes, we'll do. In
0: our highly digitised world... With so much knowledge and information at our fingertips, does KM still matter? Absolutely. Knowledge management systems, especially in our digitized world, are at the heart of the organizational learning process. Um, Although they focus more on strategic management of knowledge um, as a shareable asset, they are still at the heart. The core goal of knowledge management is connecting people looking for knowledge within an organization to those who have it with the ultimate aim of increasing the overall knowledge level of the team or the organization. And the digital platforms that we have make this possible, make it faster, and actually give us more opportunities for interaction. I think the pandemic has been a great teacher in this because suddenly... Uh, people are connecting globally who might not have done so before because suddenly all these opportunities for engagement have opened up online. So to sum up, KM matters because when it's done well, it improves the knowledge capture process. It streamlines and enhances the knowledge environment and unlocks all of the digital organizational knowledge and promotes knowledge cultivation and transmission. So I think we... um, we are more relevant than ever in this space. And um, the, oh, digital, the digital platforms are enabling us to maintain knowledge as an organisational asset even better than before.
1: I don't know if you managed to listen to the to, to the panel before, but I, I thought Karina's point was really telling with regard to that, that, you know, working as she does, evangelising digital workspace, you know, increasingly people come into those environments and feel overwhelmed. You know, and, and they don't know what they're meant to be doing, and and, and there's too much co- competition and stuff, and they they don't feel equipped to be able to deal with those environments. I guess what you've just provided is, is the argument that says, in that very turbulent world, we even more need the the, the discipline and the constancy that no- good knowledge management provides. Yep.
0: Yes, and the human the human side, the design side
1: yep. of it. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. Uh, well, that's good. So. Let's get into that whole thing then, you know, designing knowledge solutions. Where does that fit into the whole gestalt of this?
0: Okay. so ever since it became clear that smart design led to the success of many products, companies have been employing it in other areas from customer experience to strategy to business ecosystems in which knowledge management is at the heart. Right. I just said that. But as design is used in increasingly complex contexts, a new hurdle emerges, right? Um, We've had to gain acceptance of this kind of designed artifact into the status quo. Um, In fact, the more innovative a design is, there's more resistance to it, right? So the solution has been in knowledge management and other areas um, to apply design thinking Service design to the introduction of knowledge solutions. So this is where I work. I work in the process, um, kind of uh, of designing solutions, but also designing the process for them to be adapted. So that's where I work. Um, it's you know it's right at the crosscut of communications, knowledge, information, uh, marketing, yeah. and um, behavior change.
1: You've got a couple of Morning. instances you could share on that just to sort of bring that to life?
0: For sure. Um, a knowledge solution could be a global conference. A knowledge solution could be a platform. A knowledge solution could be um, a, a, an app on your phone, right? So these are all solutions that are products or experiences that require a design. Yep. And so... Uh, part of it is designing that, but then the other part is marketing it in a way that promotes knowledge sharing. So how do you develop a knowledge-rich marketing strategy? How do you develop a communications plan that is knowledge-rich? How do you develop an intervention that creates, captures, packages, transmits knowledge, and keeps it alive and dynamic after the event? So that's the space that we're working in. And when you think of good examples, um, think of the best Zoom call you've been on in a long time. Uh, why, was it, why was it productive? Did you meet the right people? Was it, were the questions well curated? Did the person or the people give references for you to go build knowledge? Did you have an opportunity to share yours? This is, these are examples of design for maximizing an engagement and driving Uh, knowledge transfer that's what that's what we're talking
1: about. Mm. Mm. That's kind of really interesting so so how, how do you sort of go about it as an expert then in terms of getting inspired and translating that into you know particular assignments and particular use cases that you then generate?
0: So I think any good designer is um is using a solid design process, whether they're using Theory U yep. or they're using uh, design thinking, or if they're using service design, any, any solid process, even appreciative inquiry for that matter, yep, sure. any solid structured process that has an empathy component and keeps the, the, uh, the people who are engaging um, top of mind is, is, is something to look for and inspiration is everywhere. Um, I have three examples of um, products that continue to inspire and astonish me. The first one is the periodic table of elements. It's a very, very old, old um, knowledge management tool yes. uh, that continues to evolve with the progress of science. And it's so elegant, it's a simple solution it is global. Everybody can interpret it and learn from it and continue to grow to it. It's got empty squares, right? So that's one. Um, Another one that's more present for us is um, a 20-year-old global phenomenon, Wikipedia. So Wikipedia is 20 this year. Um, Of course, the internet is a huge KM, uh, you know, impact on the world, but Wikipedia Is not the internet. Wikipedia is this engaging, um, encyclopedic uh, capture of global human knowledge and maybe even machine knowledge too as we go. These are two examples. And when people say, well, you know, what should we do? I'm like, well, we could do something like a wiki or we could create something like a periodic table and people know what I'm talking about or I talk about events. I think right now, what's um, giving me the biggest uh, inspiration and and uh, curiosity is the use of AI. So, Barney McCain just came out with the book, with his book book AI, which is a collaboration between human and machine. We know that there are a lot of examples of this. I think we're going to see more and more AI and um, interface with machines. Outside of hospitals and factories, and right in offices and schools, and so this is where I'm getting my inspiration.
1: Well, you've just provoked me into that. Um, I've got I've got to ask you then. So, so in that in, in the in the way you're, I'm getting what you're talking about. So, in the way that you're describing that, would you therefore consider both augmented reality and virtual reality uh, interfaces? Uh, potentially very powerful design environments in which you can represent data and allow people to become literally immersed and easily able to get the value from that knowledge?
0: Absolutely. We're already doing this. Um, Organizations are using virtual reality for global conferences, whether it's a real estate program or a university. This is already happening. Um, We have many examples of... Uh, machine learning in uh, monitoring and evaluation, but also um, in um, efficiency and tracking of productivity in offices, and um, also incredible decision-making with um, machine learning and um, augmented uh, information just from, you know, interfacing with uh, documents. So, Organizations that are rich in data and rich in information need machines to help them um, mine this information and make packages that are consumable by people. And soon I think we'll see um, increasing interface between uh, humans and machines outside of of surgical surgical, uh, rooms and laboratories at work. I think it's coming. And I think well, it's I,
1: I'm certainly a personal fan of conversational AI and the notion that organizations and individuals possibly, you know, from school days onwards will, will both have um, a virtual equivalent of themselves, if you want. I
0: mean, we're doing it like when you're trying to pick a restaurant, you go online and look at what Yelp has to say. This is AI. It, yep. It's not called AI because AI might sound scary to some people or it might be, you know, for other people. But we are in it. We are totally in it. When we look at Google and it says that the, our favorite coffee shop is a little quieter right now than it usually is, and we decide to pop in so that we don't have to stand in line, that is AI. This is what we're talking about. It's efficiency. It's 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 everything from personal KM to global transformation. Yep. It's in fashion. It's in business. It's in just like you say.
1: So, so, the future so, of work
0: is shaping us, and it's shaping the KM field.
1: Absolutely. Just about to get there. So, so, again, I mean, an interesting thing as, as we peer through the lens of how, you know... Well, let's just take an easy thing, which is the amount of digitization that's taken place in the last 18 months has gotten to play and accelerated something that was already there before, but undoubtedly most people are on that train in a way that they might not have been outside of the major disruptors. You know, so I've noticed now that... There's, there's really not a sector out there that hasn't got someone in a startup, scale-up mode salami slicing rather like fintech has done to the banks, you know, and you're beginning to see a new organisational model come through. So you're, you're starting now, uh, again, going back to the last presentation, with people like Microsoft and others who are helping to nudge people into that world, an entirely different way of organising things, and digitization, if it does anything, breaks down barriers, creates single instance of, and, and again, the future of work starts to look really very different from the ones that we came from. You know, go back 100 years, gosh, I can't believe. Uh, And so to that degree, how coming back to the points you've made, which is design thinking and and that whole approach is all predicated upon understanding needs in in a very deep way. How then are we reshaping our needs for knowledge management in the, the context of the transformation work is now going through?
0: OK, well, I don't have a crystal ball, um, but
1: Best shot, then. <laughs>
0: I do know I know a lot about knowledge because I've been doing this for a while and watching how it operates um, with from one perspective, my own. And I believe sincerely that knowledge has been and will continue to be a key competitive differentiator when it comes to driving organizational performance, Yep. regardless of the shape or future or any of it. This, I believe, is essential the power of people and machines working together offers the great opportunity for creating knowledge, uh, the greatest opportunity for creating knowledge in human history, I believe.
1: Um, I agree. I think that's... However,
0: however, advanced technologies, new ways of working, and shifts in workforce composition um, are rendering traditional views of knowledge management obsolete. So... I'm not talking about knowledge is obsolete. I'm talking about the view of knowledge management, I believe, is morphing into something else. And I think we have this special opportunity right now to capitalize on these changes and um, redefine how we promote knowledge creation Mm -hmm. to help maximize human potential at work. So uh, I think this is a really, you know, with rapid technological advances, uh, we have knowledge is poised to evolve from a static, as you said, back office activity focused on documenting and warehousing information into a very dynamic, uh, foresight, AI-powered platform that enables organizations to create, understand, and act on knowledge more effectively and preemptively than before. Um, So we used to do Ask Me Anything, After Action Reviews. We did a lot of backward thinking, Mm -hmm. um, and this has has served us very well, but in order to take advantage of these emerging technologies and maximize them, we need to marry two critical elements, the physical systems and infrastructures to support the technology, as well as the processes, incentives, and culture that encourage people to use it. It's just like what we were talking about, and I think the previous panel as well, like how do you nudge people? Organizations that succeed on both of these fronts will be well-positioned to create and act on knowledge in ways that drive tangible results. And I think the, just back to your question, I think what's, what's shaping KM most about the future of work is this shift in perspective from looking back to looking forward and looking through a digital lens. Got it. So we've taken our microscopes and pointed them from down to forward. It's a very um, massive sea change, I believe.
1: I think that's a very credible and articulate vision which works. I think that's absolutely on the money. So in that context, if I'm just coming into the space, given that's the forward trajectory of this whole discipline, what advice would you give to me as a newcomer in terms of where I hang my hat and what I should get involved in?
0: I think uh, the things that I'm most curious about right now are augmented reality, blockchain, um, AI, machine learning. Uh, I would spend my time in factories and hospitals learning from the people who've been working with machines the longest in human context to understand what it is that makes that work so well. Right. And then that's number one. So just you need to be in that space, immersed in it, thinking, with all of these lenses on. Number two, you need to know your secret sauce. What skill mix and competency combination makes you unique? Because you uh, KM operators are, are um, not chameleons, but they're working in lots of different environments, agile teams and um, rapid pivoting solutions. And so you need to be able to state the value you create for your organization and client um, succinctly and on-demand. Yep. And um, I think that, that those are the three things.
1: That is brilliant. That's really good. That's really good. That's really, really good. Um, we're out of time, but I have to say that's been an incredibly valuable conversation um, and, and hard-won experience uh, and, I think, really well-observed points about the future thing that this whole industry is moving into. Um, and uh, thank you for adding that to our session today. Really, really valuable. Um, And actually, in many respects, have brought together a whole number of threads that we've had today, but has been said in a particularly eloquent way. So, Barbara, thank you so much. That's been really good.